gather round creeps, gather round fools, gather round spirits and gather round ghouls. Listen to me, for I have a story of blackening fright and all things gory, of grinning pumpkins and demon cats, of wicked witches and scurrying rats. They all come together to celebrate and feast. Larry the wolf and Igor the beast. For this is the night when little babies cry and orange mist pours from their eyes. Monster girls and monster men patiently wait for the fun to begin. What do they know that you've never seen? Well, I'll tell you, my friend. A glorious hoot nanny called Halloween. Welcome to the Happy Halloween Podcast. My name is Tony, and I will be your host. And this is your home for all things Halloween. (laughs) Excuse me, get a little carried away there. What's up, ghouls and goblins? It is October 13th, and I am loving it. The weather finally changed, and I am invigorated with an autumn spirit. Before we jump into things, I do want to apologize. I talked a big game about having some bonus episodes I was going to do, but life had other plans. Some things fell through and some personal stuff got in the way, but I still have a live episode that I will be recording and posting. I have a very special bonus treat for the night before Halloween, and of course, I still have the Halloween night episode. So there is still some great content coming your way this month. Also, I want to let you know that I'm going to do a few things different with Season 3, but right now the main thing to know is that I'm taking off November and December. So Season 3 will launch January 13th. Alright, up first we have a Halloween memory. From listener Rob Springer. He says, My favorite Halloween memory, or at least one of them, is the cardboard standee at grocery and drugstores for Pa's Halloween makeup kits. You know, the same folks who make Easter egg dye kits. They used to make makeup kits for Halloween, and every year I'd just be enthralled by the display. The werewolf, in particular, was my favorite and still is my favorite costume ever worn. To this day, I still take the time to look over the makeup kits each year. They're cool, but not as cool as those little cardboard boxed kits. Dude, I had totally forgotten about those. I went down a Google rabbit hole looking those up. Thank you so much for sharing that memory and sparking mine. We've also got a new review to read. This one comes from Austin TX121234. Hmm, I wonder if they're from Austin, Texas. Anyway, thank you for creating a Halloween podcast. So fun seeing new episodes show up on my feed. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review. 
I am so glad that you are enjoying it. If you would like to email me your address, I will send you out a Halloween snap bracelet. If you would like to get a Halloween snap bracelet, just leave me a review on your podcatcher of choice and send me a screenshot. All right, now it's time to throw it over to our one and only, the master of playlists, the Halloween music guru, Bob Baker, with this month's Halloween Minute. Why, thanks, Tony. It was hard to decide what song to present for the Halloween Minute in October. It is like asking for your favorite Christmas song to play in December. I thought about This Is Halloween, but that's a bit obvious, although still worthy. But instead, I went with Every Day Is Halloween. Still pretty blatant, but a lively 1980s club favorite and one of the band's most popular songs. It is performed by the original industrial metal group Ministry from my hometown, Chicago, so it brings back great memories. This song was featured on my first compilation in 2003 as it is a standout for Halloween parties with its synth-pop drum machine and catchy bop-bop chorus. It became a bit of a goth anthem for supporting those who are on the fringe and often have to live in the shadows. For this, it deserves to be a ghoulish classic. Wear your freak flag proudly. Give up hiding and start to fight. Or dance. Happy Halloween. That was Every Day is Halloween by Ministry. That is one of my absolute favorites. I hope I don't get any copyright issues for letting out and play a little longer, but I just couldn't help myself. So what do small pastries have to do with Halloween candy? We'll find out on this month's Halloween. When the Christian religion overtook Europe, they took what was the harvest festival known as Samhain and turned it into a three-day celebration in remembrance of the dead, martyrs, and saints, known as Hallowmas or All Hallowtide, the first day, All Hallows Eve on October 31st, All Saints Day, November 1st, 
and All Souls Day on November 2nd, which is the day that we're going to get our treats from. On All Souls Day, there would be parades, not in the modern sense, in which people would walk the streets and hand out alms and do good deeds for those who were less fortunate. Alms are defined as money, food, or other material goods handed out to those in poverty. Let's focus on the food aspect of that. Since it was All Souls Day, people would bake small pastries called soul cakes and hand them out. In exchange, they would ask the recipient to pray for one of the giver's loved ones that had passed. On the flip side of that coin, the children would go door to door, offering up prayers in exchange for soul cakes. But much like any Christian tradition, it does have roots in paganism. Both in the spring and the fall, there would be huge celebrations around the equinoxes. During both of these celebrations, children would go around singing in exchange for various food items, including small cakes. 2,000 or so years later, we're handing out candy instead of small cakes. How did we get here? That's a topic for another episode. So at some point in the 1950s and 60s, Halloween became intrinsically linked with monsters and horror movies, which once again is a topic for another episode. But from that time, we gained a legend of a horror host and musical entertainer, and he is our main topic. night of spectral wonder and eerie delights, owes much of its haunting charm to the cultural icons that has shaped its identity, a lot of which are either horror hosts or someone with ties to the horror community. Among these spooky folks is John Zachary. Well, tonight's the night, so join me doing the 13th hour on Friday the 13th, right here on U68. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Clap hands. <laughs> That's enough. Come on, cut it. Often lovingly called the Cool Ghoul, he stands out as a pioneering figure whose influence on the spooky season is immeasurable. Through his distinctive voice, charisma, and passion for the macabre, Zachary has carved his name into the very heart of Halloween traditions. In the late 1950s and early 1960s, when television was still finding its footing, Zachary emerged as the ghoulish host of horror shows, notably Shock Theater in Philadelphia and Chiller Theater in New York City. His portrayal of an undead undertaker with a sardonic sense of humor became an instant hit. Zachary's witty, spooky persona set the stage for countless horror hosts who followed, establishing a template for the eerie charisma that Halloween enthusiasts adore. Zachary's rich baritone voice, dripping with sinister charm, became synonymous with Halloween. His spine-chingling narrations added an extra layer of atmosphere to classic horror tales making them an integral part of the Halloween experience, weaving words and sounds into a tapestry of fear, turning ordinary nights into chilling adventures, setting the mood for countless Halloween gatherings. 
beyond his on-screen presence, Zachary fostered a sense of community among horror aficionados through conventions, fan meetups, and later online platforms. He brought together people who shared a passion for the macabre. The sense of belonging amplified the Halloween spirit, turning it into a communal celebration of the weird, the spooky, and the supernatural. Zachary's impact on popular culture is undeniable. His influence can be seen in the horror hosts of subsequent decades, in the musicians who crafted spine-tingling tunes, and in the filmmakers who sought to recreate the eerie ambiance he effortlessly conjured. His legacy continues to inspire a new generation of artists, writers, and performers, ensuring that the essence of Halloween he personified remains vibrant and alive. With his cryptic wit and velvety voice, he has woven himself into the fabric of Halloween lore. His contributions to the holiday extend far beyond his television appearances. He has become a symbol of the season, an embodiment of the thrill and mystery that defines Halloween. As long as the moon rises on October nights and the wind rustles through the autumn leaves, Zachary's legacy will endure, reminding us of the magic that makes Halloween a time of both frightful fun and creepy fascination. On October 27th of 2016, John passed away at the unbelievable age of 98. But his legacy carries on in the radio and TV shows and the albums he left for us to enjoy, the majority of which can be found online. Well, since it's so close to Halloween, I've only got one piece of news for you today. From the official press release, Cinelife Entertainment, a division of Spotlight Cinema Networks, announced on Tuesday, October 3rd, that it will re-release John Carpenter's 1978 masterpiece, Halloween, and its sequels, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers from 1988, and Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers from 1989. This news comes following the huge success of the historic 45 Years of Terror franchise convention celebration that was held on the last weekend of September. Now it's time for some music. First up today, we have Monster's Holiday by Reagan Youth.
Next up is Neurotic Fish with They're Coming to Take Me Away. Lastly, we've got Coolest Little Monster by Electric Frankenstein. You ghastly, and I love you true. So here are some presents I'm sending to you. I'll send a small box of smallpox, a large tub of hubbub, your own noose for home use, a crate full of hateful. You're the coolest little monster that ever put the spook on me. I'll send a lipstick of arsenic, one urn of sunburn, six cups of hiccups, a bin full of sinful. Cause you're the coolest little monster that ever put the spook on me. Alright, Ghouls and Goblins, that's going to do it for this episode, but I have one quick favor to ask. If you go all out decorating your house or your front yard or whatever it may be for Halloween, please email me a picture. I love looking at houses that go all out. We've got one street here in town that is infamous for doing that. The last time I was there, nobody had started yet, so I'm craving Halloween decorations. Well, shoot me an email at thehappyhalloweenpodcast.gmail.com or hit me up on any of the socials to search for the Happy Halloween Podcast. And until next time, Happy Halloween! You haunt me all the time I'll be true I'm so in love with you Looby-dooby-dooby-dooby Green hair for nightwear The eerie ambiance. He effortless. He effortless. He effortless. Well, shit, Tony.